gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? All those awkward-ass sound waves I'm making on this fucking thing because I'm trying to eat my HSP. Alright, so why is it called a halal snack pack? Uh, because the ingredients involved are halal certified. Other than that, I have absolutely no idea. Some place, some Greek places serve it. They'll call it a Hellenic snack pack to try and keep the HSP logo. Alright, I hope <laughs> you know that's not how meats work, right? Meats are not halal certified. Halal is a process in which it needs to be like specially treated in some religious aspect in order to be good for yeah, I know. consumption. Like, I, I, I know, but the, we do have the halal certification over here. So... Yes, so do we. Yeah, it just applies that. I don't, I don't think fucking Gregory from the down-the-road deli is getting halal meat because that's more expensive, some, surprisingly. It's a lengthy process. You've got to pay people for their time. Yeah, I know. But do you think he's going to be buying halal fucking meat? No. No. That's why in, that's why in South Australia we call it the AB. What? Yeah, yeah what? you know. I was hoping for that. I was hoping to go quicker. The AB, otherwise known as AKA the abortion or AKA afterbirth, because that's essentially what it looks like. You've got you got red for the blood, you got brown for the shit, and then you got white for just other nasty juices, and uh, then you got the meat, which is the uh, abortion. <laughs> so instead of calling it a HSP, you call it a Abortion. Abortion. Yes. South Australia being culturally sensitive since never. See, and do you think we give a fuck? No, and neither do I. That's we why I'm eat, sitting here eating. We eat our national coat of arms for fun. Even better than that, do you, you, mm, yeah. do you know where Mitchum is, Alex? Yeah, I know where Mitchum is. Also, Kangaroo's pretty good. I hope so. You live pretty close. It's all right. No, no, the place, the place near the Mitchum train station just says snack pack. <laughs> Grab your fucking meat and chips yeah, but and get a out. Snack pack is, a snack pack is already copyrighted because that's the fucking chocolate mousse you get for your kids. You know the snack packs? You lost no. me. We've got you don't know the snack, snack packs. packs which is chips it must meat, be South Australia. there is just meat. No, so like snack packs are like a... Like I little in a little tub, something like that. Just take away meat. Snack packs. Australia. Or I like being especially culturally insensitive by putting bacon bits. Yeah, it's in called my Hunt's page. Snack Packs. Fucking. I uh, do snack packs need refrigeration? I don't know, but this is the snack pack. I'm gonna put it in a quick Discord. Snack packs are a fucking a gem for every kid's lunch if you're rich. Well, if you fucking were rich, no, you explains why I've never had them. Yeah, if you were rich, I got a fucking apple for recess and like a sandwich for lunch, and motherfuckers be coming in with where like eating lasagnas and fucking like donuts and shit, and I'll be just salivating like, man, this is just peanut butter. There's not even butter on this fucking slice of bread. Just two two slices of bread mixed with peanut butter, and we lived, we lived, I guess. But yes, we will survive. Snack packs. That is a snack pack. That is not even a halal snack pack. It is a snack pack pudding. 
fucking delicious. Anyway, welcome to SV Cheat Cheats. SV Cheat Cheats. SV Cheating Cheat Cheats. The cheat sheet for your sheet cheats. We are a podcast about gaming and game-related symptoms. I am your host, Chris, and to my right I have... My fat ass, Alex. And to my right we have... Jaden, Jaden, the one without HSP in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, fucking Alex. Why would I went you... I and took a bite and then you just fucking started on me and I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Oh, the ah, energy drink. Recording ASMR. I, I am on the verge of death. I kid you not. So? Well, I don't know if I am, but I, I, I would not be surprised if I am. Because I've been devouring... No wonder why my sleep pattern's so fucked lately. I've just been devouring these. It had nothing to do with the launch of Halo Reach. Had, no, no. Halo Reach just happened to be in the time where I've been drinking a lot of these <laughs> for some unknown reason. There's no correlation between the two. It's just coincidental. You say it's coincidental, but subconsciously you know why. Yes. The nostalgia. No, subcon- subconsciously, it, it yeah. is Reach. And I am actively trying to... Uh, get myself in hospital because I need a vacation. <laughs> that seems healthy. I know. It's, it's not. Hospital food ain't that bad. Like, I don't know. I have seen, like, some people's hospital food, which looks like mashed two, two fucking slaps of loose, wet mashed potatoes with food colouring in each to represent a, a vegetable. And it's like, this is what we have to eat. And I'm getting, like, fucking full bowls of, like, stir fry. I'm getting, like, the Wiggles yogurt. I'm getting the good life. And I'm I getting see, TV. I see you go to private healthcare. No. This is public hospitals. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. But, hey, I had to earn it, all right? You, you, the requirements of getting in those good, the good shit? Be in a coma, all right? <laughs> that's, that's your first start. Be in a coma for at least three days. You're going to wake up tied to a machine with lots of, like, fucking wires attached to you. And you're not going to be sleepy when you wake up, but you're going to be told that you're sleepy. So there's there's your first qualification. Secondly, you also need to get influenza B. All right? Now, as much as influenza B sucked, I, did, I was left the fuck alone for two whole weeks because I was in quarantine. <laughs> and they fed, like... So the adolescent, this is when I was younger, the adolescent war was full. So they put me in the fucking, like the under five ward because that was the only place that could fit me. So I was getting like orange juice in a literal like baby bottle, but without the baby bottle lid. And I was getting Wiggles yogurt. I was get and the fuck. So when I had a shower there, the water was so barely lukewarm that I was like huddling to the wall for warmth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because it was like that like because I got the feeling they don't want to burn the babies with hot water but I was sitting there going dude you can at least bump it up like a few fucking knots like I just want to have like a candle sit underneath the fucking hose <laughs> of the uh, shower head just to warm up the water as it passes through the hot metal. Hopefully. But no, fire is not a good thing in hostels, apparently. Yeah, no. You but don't want that's, why, that's why we invented fire extinguishers, for just in case your water pressure and your water heating system shit. But yes, that's how you get good hospital food. All right, but so... Other than, coma, yeah. influenza B, quarantine, 
and shit showers. All right. Yeah, yeah. But from what good, I, from what I've heard, good the, you're, you're not selling it. The, but the, no, you didn't. Did you not hear how I started with good food? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, sell, you, you're free, not selling. Free, free, good food. You get to do nothing all day. Do you have a choice? I, do you do you get to do nothing, or do you have to do nothing? You have to do nothing. See, I, I don't. I don't work with have tos. I work very much according <laughs> you don't to my work period. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I've worked very hard not to work at all. And I, I was... don't think you have. There is much more people on Centrelink that are like literally buying bottles of piss to pass the drug tests just so they can do fucking nothing at all. Oh shit! I, I should I should sell my piss. Sell it. Sell my piss to people to pass their drug tests. It'd be fucking. It'd be fucking weird. Like you know. You need to eye off the druggies, though. You need to have a keen eye for a drug guy. And then that way you can be like, hey, man, do you want some piss? And he'd be like, what kind of piss? I was like, well, I've got alcohol or I've got my piss. (laughs) There's a price tag between each. Here's some alcohol for $100. Here's a bottle of piss for $50. I'm an entrepreneur, man. But anyway, Alex... How's your yes. week been? Uh, my week has been nostalgic with the launch of Reach. I have played that for, and I'm going to pull up an actual number here, uh, 20 hours straight. And I believe it dropped almost no, 24 hours ago? Uh, no, it dropped about 36 hours ago. All right. So of 20 of those 36 hours, I have put into Reach consecutively, which means I've gotten myself about 16 hours sleep. So that's that's fine. That works for me. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, aside from the recordings, it's just been the usual foray of gotcha shit, destiny, and laughing at people hurting themselves. So, yeah. That was Who's my week. Themselves? Who's hurting themselves? I go onto Reddits where it's like fucking instant justice or public freakout and just watch justice people porn. just- Yeah, justice porn. Or just, and just watch people fucking cop it. Just nice and proper. And I and I yeah. a little I get off on that a little bit. It is quite satisfying to fucking have, like, we'll just watch people who do bad shit just instantly, like instantly, without missing <laughs> a beat, just get karma'd in the face. Yeah, wait, like karma, karma all over the happens, face. Uh, there's karma no delay on the town karma. today. <laughs> He's actively working. Karma's out in the town today. And she's brought her boyfriend irony with her. Oh god damn! So is that your week, Ben? That that's my week, Ben. That's your week, Ben. Jade, what about you? Um, what have I done this week? Huh? <laughs> Not much. Huh? <laughs> no. On Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday we um. One of my D and D campaigns finished. We had the last mm. session, which was pretty sick. It was yeah, it's good, and it's good to see it close out because it's been fuck two years, I think that was running. Jesus. Yeah, it's been going on for a bit. Um, so that was cool. Um, also setting up for Necromunda, which was like forty k gang warfare. Mm. Um, game we're setting up for our first game which we'll be doing early next week 
normally they tend to be more one-on-one games, but our first game is a fucking battle royale with all five of us on a huge-ass map. So that will be a clusterfuck. I mean, the entire game's a clusterfuck anyway, but it'll be more of one. It'll be the biggest clusterfuck. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Monster Hunter's also got its, like, five-week fest thing going on, where it's got all of the festivals happening one week after another, which Mm. I haven't been doing anything of, but I'm keeping my eye on, because there are some things I want to pick up uh, and get sorted before Iceborne comes early next year. Um, oh, that's right. It's coming to the PC early next year. Yeah, like January. It's it's something like the fourth or the twentieth. <laughs> it's coming in January. We know that. Hopefully, hopefully, unless it gets, unless delayed, it gets delayed, delayed. Then yeah, yeah. Uh, January ninth could could possibly be delayed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. January 9th is when it's confirmed. So unless it's been delayed, then yes, that's when it'll be out. Um, other than that, I've just been playing some more Dragon Ball Fighters because their new character is coming out uh, like tonight, either tonight. early, either early, like in the AMs this morning on the next morning, or if not, then then definitely by the time I get up tomorrow, it'll be out. So I'm pretty keen for that as well. But other than that, yeah, and haven't really been doing much more, just getting hyped for things. Also, um, Alex, are we doing that Total War Warhammer 2 uh, head-to-head soon? We will get around to that eventually. I know so. there's another DLC that's, like, just come out for that as well. Um... Which is the Dark Elves and the Skaven. But it's Clanation of the Skaven, so it's all the assassins and shit. It actually looks yeah. pretty cool. I, I was thinking about getting that. Anyway, basically all I've been doing has been just kind of faffing around and preparing for stuff in the future. I've spent like over 12 hours building characters for D&D as well. But everything's being prep work for stuff coming up in the future, and I haven't really been just doing much. Well, that's what I... I, I from all the people I know that play D&D, 90% of the time is just making characters, 10% is actually playing the game. See, well, A, I really, really... I do enjoy making characters. I like the... You know, I like the activity of building it out from a mechanical perspective, and, like writing the characters to give them their backstory and creating the characters is fun and I like that side but I also really like digging down into the mechanical aspect and how I'd pull it off on the board um, mm. on top of that see in the in my most, most recent game um, in that campaign so th- this is my other campaign I'm only really in two at the moment because the other ones are on hold the other okay. one is on hold um and like I said, one's on hold, one's ended, and then in this one, um, I'm let's just put it this way: I'm making a new character, and the critical card deck for slashing weapons has a decapitation card, and these facts are related. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my last character got decapitated, so I need to build a new one for next session. <laughs> Bitch, been dead. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go set this up. Look, it'll just take me one turn, 
We've managed to magically put one of the werewolves to sleep, and in the next turn, I can just coup de grace it with a silver bullet. Uh, and then the other one decapitated me before my turn came around. So that plan didn't work. Well, that happened. But yes, lots of prep work in general and just preparation for things, but not really doing a great deal. Okay, so is that your week? That is my week. Alright, well my week actually had a few games behind it. Uh, one, still in the Dark Souls free charity thing. That's like, like 34 deaths at the moment. And uh, just I'm just about to enter Analondo in Dark Souls 3. So there's that. Um, Steam sale happened, so I grabbed a few games. One of them is a game called We Know the Devil. I haven't played it, but the premise sound pretty good. So like, all right, We Know the Devil is the only sort of game I've seen recently which I've seen the the blurb for it and gone, that sounds pretty cool. And then just gone, that sounds cringy as fuck within the next couple of lines. So here is the... <laughs> here is the uh, to be fair, what was the... Uh, what was the, the blurb for Halo Reach? It's like the the uh, the developers have described this as mature content. This is how they described it: FPS. Yeah, <laughs> it's an FPS. It's mature. But um, so we know the devil is a visual novel with some like puzzle aspects, and that's fine. And so the description is: we know the devil is a visual novel about teens reluctantly fighting the devil at a summer camp. Like, Sounds oh, pretty right, cool. That seems interesting. Yeah. How do they fuck it up? Follow Mean Girl Neptune, Tomboy Jupiter, and Shy Shy Venus as they get to know each other, but one <laughs> always gets left out. Ah. Oh. <sighs> so the uh, popular user-defined tags for this product are indie, visual novel, LGBTQ+, and female protagonist. But it does sound... I do like the sound of the premise. You just I just hope the execution is pretty cool. Like, you were oh, no, interested. No, no, I'm still, I'm still interested. Like it's received very po- positive reviews, so I'm like, yeah, I'm still interested to see how it goes. And the art style's a bit... Uh, it's a bit like teenage schoolgirl drawing, you know, no. fucking anime characters sort of thing. Like a, like a... Not a bad drawing, but not like an actual anime quality drawing. Right. Yeah. Baby's first anime how to draw yeah, a picture kinda, book. It's kind of like... Is a girl who knows how to draw a bit, who's obsessed with anime. She draw, draws an anime version of herself, that kind of thing. So what, what's this called again? So I can take a look at it. We know the devil. All right. We know. All right. So we know the made devil. by um, Date Naito, who only other game they made is called Hustle Cat. Oh God. You are uh, you are Avery Gray, the newest employee at popular cat cafe called the Cat's Paw. The coffee's good and the staff is friendly and kind of cute, but mysterious. One day you find a strange book in the basement with a letter you can't quite read. So yeah, there, that's the only game they made. But yeah, we know Devil's been on my wish list for a while, so I, I saw that for like two dollars. I'm like, fuck yes, I'll grab some of that. Um, another game that I grabbed was Dark Souls Remastered. Now... Oh, wasn't that five dollars? It was five whole fucking dollars. And there's a reason and like, for that. 
No, no, no. So, if you own Dark Souls Prepared at Eye Edition, you instantly get 50% off Dark Souls Remastered. So, they had already discounted uh, Dark Souls Remastered 40% from the Steam sale. And then on top of that, my 50% for owning Prepare to Die brings it down to 90%, which turned out to be $5. So I'm like, you know what? Can't actually go wrong with this. Like, this is not like a bad deal. Dark Souls, re- Dark Souls 1 has terrible fucking net code. So PVP in Dark Souls 1 was just never, That's never not- a thing. People tried and it was just terrible. Um, people thought that they're remastering Dark Souls, that that would change. No. In fact, they made it worse. The PvP in Dark Souls Remastered is the worst it's actually ever been. There are massive amount of bugs that were either fixed in Dark Souls Prepare Diet Edition with uh, fan patches that are just back in the game, as well as new bugs completely that has been brought into this. So that is quite terrible. Like it is fucking like the bugs on the PVP side is quite terrible. And there are a lot of hackers. There's straight up so many, I've been invaded by a few times by a a couple (laughs) of hackers who straight up this, they do like mock, mock invasion builds. So the one, one hacker I met literally can backstab me, but do zero damage. And then he will be spitting fire all the time in which he will keep backstabbing you so you fall to the ground. The backstab does zero damage. It's just the fire he's spitting out all the time that does damage. And then that's that. So the PvP is fucking terrible. But um, visually, it does look more appealing. It does look nicer. Um, I think the engine they got running with the Dark Souls Remastered makes its refresh rate a lot smoother than the DS Fix did with Dark Souls um, Prepared Eye because DS Fix is basically like a text file in which gives you access to graphical options, etc., etc. And they make it look really nice, really smooth frame rate. But I think something about it is just a little bit choppy. Like it's you're still moving around in 30 FPS, but it feels like your character's moving around 30 FPS and everything's moving around in like. 40 to 50 fps mm. so is that little bit of a distinguish but it's like barely noticeable whereas dark souls remastered have just changed that overall like everything's running at a flat fresh rate and it and it looks reasonably nice i will give it that they they've redone particles effects and all that sort of stuff it, it looks reasonably nice uh but there are some aspects which do look worse but as I said, for five dollars, I'm just like fucking. I'll give it a shot. So I'm running through. Uh, I, I I literally wanted to play it for a bit just to fucking mess around and see how things look, and then end up turning to a fucking playthrough on top of that. So Hannah Bongtana's wielding a dex build now. Fucking good on her. <laughs> uh, what else is I playing? Uh, touching base on Star Ocean: The Last Hope. Uh, haven't really gone too far into it. Because I'm just playing some, like, Star Ocean before I go to bed. Like, a little bit of it. Uh, it was the JRPG I played when I was younger. When I had an Xbox 360. And I, I liked it. But I didn't know how to fucking play RPGs. Like, JRPGs. 
So I got to a point where my character was too weak to progress and I didn't rotate my saves. So I was stuck, basically stuck with can't progress. So I decided to get Star Ocean again and give another shot now that I'm more JRPG savvy. And uh, yeah, it's still fun. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the last two games is Tekken 7. So I get my hands on Tekken 7 and having some fun with that. Uh, King has always been my baby. King in Tekken. Ever since Tekken 2, I've always been a fan of King. But like, I I feel... I'm not too sure because I've only played like Tekken 2, 3, 4, and 6. But for some reason, King feels a lot more weighty in 7 than I ever remembered him. And that could just be me misremembering King. But yeah, it feels a little more weighty. So trying my hand out on uh, Tekken 7 and and touching base on Dragon Ball Fighters. And last time sync of my week is straight up Halo Master Chief's collection with Reach. I've sunk like 17 hours into it. Fucking straight up ruined my sleep over it. Like straight up because it, it released like 4.30 in the morning where I am. And uh... Yeah, got up 4.30 in the morning. So it doesn't have preload because I'm, by the looks of it, Master Chief Collection runs through its own launcher. But it's like a... It's not like a... Like a Warframe launcher or a uh, Final Fantasy fourteen launcher. It's like a game... It's like a game that launches games. So it's a full screen application that launches games, etc. So you couldn't preload Reach. You have to download Master Chief Collection... And it downloads the DLC of it, so you couldn't preload it. So I had to be up at like 4.30 in the morning to download it all. Came back like half an hour later, tried running it, and it just set, kept saying, fucking no. And I went, uh, what now? So I, I did a whole bunch of researching and stuff, and I was like, wait, what if I just restart Steam? Restart Steam, started working. Cool, <laughs> fucking, that's done. It's amazing how and often then, that just works. It's like, God damn it. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Huh. Pretty much. Because I, I got the feeling it's got something to do with the uh, easy anti-cheat, which uh, Alex has publicly denounced on our podcast before. Easy anti-cheat easy. is the antichrist. That's the only thing you ever need to know. Fuck easy yeah, but, anti-cheat. All right, Piece of so shit. I'm going I'm to say right here, it's not the antichrist because people actually like the antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some fucking antichrist worships out there. It's more of like butt cancer. Yeah. No one likes butt cancer. Contagious no ass one. cancer. Highly contagious hemorrhoid a- ass cancer. Oh. Yeah, no one likes that shit. But uh, yeah, Halo Reach is fucking fun. Um, we've burnt through like four chapters in like one play session. And uh, I did like a six hour stream of halo just going through the campaign multiplayer and firefight stuff so yeah like we we put some fucking time into it and we're still putting time into it uh which is uh, we've got to try and organize because we started a um heroic playthrough with four people me alex and a friend josh and jordan yeah but i haven't heard from jordan in a fucking ages so yeah he needs to get his shit on track so yeah halo reach is definitely fun the dmrs in that gun which is like your main gun it is it is more primary weapon than the assault rifle ever was it's like 
force fed into every game mode you now start with a dmr and an assault rifle and the dmr just feels so weak like the battle rifle in like halo 3 and halo 2 they were great like they felt like they you know shooting the head did shit but with the dmr you're literally putting five six seven eight rounds into the head just to get the shields off this this really doesn't feel worth it yeah and i had a look online and the only thing i could find was someone complaining that they're too overpowered <laughs> have you ever considered I was that like, you just suck well no no it's like i'm like hey i want to see if there was like if they nerfed it on pc because of the mouse and keyboard controls because it's having that amount of control yeah i've i thought maybe they nerfed it just a little bit to which i can understand but i found absolutely no information or anyone saying how like saying about how weak it is so it must be just how it is because i haven't played reach in a fucking long time i bought it on my xbox one but uh, this was before it was in the Master Chief collection. So, but the thing is, like, if you have uh, Master Chief collection on Xbox One and you don't have Reach or ODST, you have to buy them separately because they were after the fat games. So I had to buy ODST separately. And the only thing they gave me was, like, the multiplayer. I don't even think they gave me... Yeah, they didn't give you firefight, the firefight mode in ODST, which sucked because that one was actually really good and fun. And uh, I'm assuming if you want Reach on Xbox One, you have to buy that separately as well. I'm assuming. But yeah, so Mm. the only thing this has got me saying is like, or got me wanting is like, all right, when's Halo 1? I know, I know it's way too soon, but like, I am looking forward to information of Halo 1. Is that Combat Evolved? Yes. So it's the Halo 1 Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition. So it's got the uh, updated graphics and the old graphics, which is pretty fucking sweet. So they are releasing the games in chronological order. So it'll be Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, and then 4. But since Reach was the prequel to Halo, we get that first, which is fine. Reach is still pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, that's my entire week done. Just fucking a whole list of games of me diving in and out of shit. So yeah, that's it for me. Nice. So, uh, no real news. Well, there is news, but it's not so much confirmed news. Which is I'm just, I'm just going to talk about Resident Evil Three remake leaks All because right. Them. I've got I've Crispy. got some choice words. I've got some uh, choice words about that. Y'all need to stop being entitled bitches. Not you, because you guys don't really, like, <laughs> follow the series that strongly. But, like, on, like, the Resident Evil veteran Facebook page, on the Resident Evil Reddit, just, it is just bickering. Massive bickering of, like, this is not nemesis this is not jill no the this is jill this is nemesis like i like the designs of the new jill uh new carlos and new nemesis i think they are i think they're essentially perfect for what the game is trying to go for and that's more realism so uh 
obviously back in the old days there wasn't photorealistic graphics so the characters were just sort of like 3d renders that's fine but now that resident evil has gone into the re engine and focusing more on photorealism then you need to update the character models for it because you can't have the same nemesis and the same nemesis was too video gamey he looked way too he, he he's fit perfectly into resident evil 3 and operation raccoon city because they're like fairly video gamey like you can tell by looking <laughs> at them like that's a like that's just straight up video game but when like with resident evil 7 setting the bar for their new um re engine with the photorealism uh, and resident evil 2 had to follow suit like resident evil 2 was using the re engine so it followed suit with the realism with the like the blood the effects and all that sort of stuff resident evil 3 is just naturally would do the same thing but you have people going like legit because there was rumors that resident evil 3 remake was going to be announced at the game awards and they're like okay that'd be fucking cool that'd be sweet if they did that and it was like yeah we want a remake of resident evil 3 let's get a remake of resident evil 3 and then these images come out and are like no i don't want it it's not like the old one it's like then why do you want a remake <laughs> like why why do you say you want a remake of resident evil 3 but you then criticize it for not looking like the original like i would say resident evil 2 got the same flack before its release it was like it's it's not like the original it's over the shoulder and stuff and i was one of those people on the boat it's like i want it i want it in fixed camera angles because that's what made the original like the original resident evils in my opinion fairly scary because like how the things were cropped and how things hid from hid from you from camera angles was pretty fucking like intimidating but when i saw what they did with resident evil 2 remake and had it over the shoulder I'm like, okay, no, now I can see this is why they went for over the shoulder because having this sort of engine and this sort of, like the, the main issue with the original Resident Evil 2 remake was um, being able to shoot zombies in the head makes the game trivial. Being able to aim at them in the head makes the game trivial. But that's how they balanced, and then they balanced it by having durable shombies, uh, shombies? shombies. <laughs> durable zombies, shombies, shombies, shombies. But um, a, a shombies zombies. what you get when you're looking for zombies on a budget. Yeah, the shambling zombies. But uh, yeah, so that way, like you shoot them in the head, and it's like, oh, the zombie's dead. But then they made durability on uh zombie parts as well as percentages to successful what's it i wouldn't say decapitation it's like laceration or something able to successfully blow off a limb or a head and that's how they balance it i'm like that's actually quite smart it's quite clever and it still gives that intensity so that's what i'm happy with so if they made resident evil 3 remake this way then I, it would be perfect it would be essentially what everyone would be asking for because Resident Evil 2 Remake is strongly fucking selling. Like, I'm pretty sure it was close to outselling Resident Evil 7, I think. Um, I can have a quick check of that. But the main the main thing is that how people expected the Resident Evil 3 Remake to happen, um, the only logical response would be how, it, how they made Resident Evil 2 Remake. So why 
people complaining i don't like the no people are legit complaining that nemesis has a fucking nose entitled um, whiny crybabies it's like oh my god like in the uh art it's like oh fucking nemesis has like a nose that's literally like smush broken shit i'm like that's actually really cool because straight up um like it makes him more human instantly in resident evil the original resident evil nemesis looked like like from the art he looks like a burnt skeleton that's buff uh still intimidating back then but now that we've visually seen what the engine can do making nemesis slightly human would make sense because he was originally a person and now with the ae type parasite continued being a person there is one image though of nemesis from like a downwards angle so like a downwards angle aiming up at him and his teeth are fucking crispy no <laughs> stupidly long they, they they almost look like piano keys that long like the white piano keys so if and the way that uh the original resident evils got around that is like no they they had his teeth regular size it's just that his jaw was extended <laughs> like you can see his gums extending through his face etc etc like okay that's pretty fucking cool um oh damn yeah resident evil 2 remake has 4.7 million units sold since january of this year it has almost beaten the original resident evil 2's lifetime sale of 4.96 million units huh. nice. in less than a year um resident evil 7 has 6.8 million units and that was seven, eight, nine, that was two years ago so yeah like resident evil 2 making another resident evil in the style of resident evil 2 remake just makes sense because it was not only praised from pretty much everything top to bottom but it sold and now that i'm seeing people going this isn't nemesis this isn't jill i think jill looks fucking amazing like oh boy like she just looks great and carlos looks like a fucking i think carlos is south african or mexican i think because he's a very he's one his name's carlos uh two he's got a very hispanic accent uh, crazy you could have bought the good ball no, that's fuck what am i doing that's boston you yeah fucking sh mm. that's right carlos is boston hey, get out of here can't you sing a swing in a zombie here yeah. stereotypical forget it about it forget about it <laughs> yeah, umbrella wants us, about it. Umbrella wants us to come sit here and hold position. Forget about it. The fucking islands over there, are fucking where I'm gone. Earning twenty percent. Now, okay, yeah. So, Resident Evil Three. All right, it's either someone is getting fired. Hundred percent. Someone <laughs> is getting fired because, like. I feel that Resident Evil 3 being announced at the Game Awards 
huge pop-off. Like, fucking straight up, everyone's gonna lose their shit. People would legitimately be shitting themselves in the audience. Because they'll be that excited. Like, when Resident Evil 2 got announced, holy shit, that crowd went wild. Like, so wild yeah, that it became E3. Themselves. Oh, people did. Like, people like, I don't even care if I fucking ate curry last night. I'm shitting right here because I can't hold in my excitement. It has to come out of every orifice and there's fucking a backlog in, inside me and it's got to come out. But, is, uh, it like a, is it like a shit lift where you just, you just, you're shitting and just there's enough force there to just elevate you above the crowd? Not yeah. propulsion. <laughs> yeah. You see his fucking sky. But yeah, like Resident Evil 2 Very remake got- Very high humor on this podcast. Resident Evil 2 remake got like best on show at E3. And I felt like if Resident Evil 3 got announced at um, the yeah, game it show, it would, it would, the game awards, it would steal the show. Because I can't see anything else being announced of the magnitude of what people want for like people love resident evil 2 remake if we got resident evil 3 which would probably be like the most natural occurrence of like the game releases but the, there was a lot of leaks saying hey look resident evil 3 remake was in development before resident evil 2 remake and i somehow doubt that like because if i haven't told the story before on the podcast resident evil 2 remake only fucking became something because one of the dev teams at capcom was like hey guys like on facebook hey guys if we were to remake resident evil 2 would you guys buy it <laughs> and everyone's fucking- like yes yes we would fucking wallets were getting thrown out the screen like it's like <laughs> dude fucking do it do free as well fuck just do one do do one again and uh and then they came back saying, oh man, we did not expect this kind of reaction about Resident Evil series. You guys must really like it. I'm going to just forward this to my boss and see what we can do. And that's how we get the famous we do it quote from uh, the Capcom dev team. Because it's like, hey, I've got something nice to announce. He pulls off his fucking jacket and he's got a shirt that says we do it. <laughs> it's like we do it. Resident Evil 2 remake is happening. And then fucking radio silence for years. <laughs> nothing. I'm talking nothing. No leaks, no information about its progress. People are going, the game has to be dead or, you know, it, it in production hell. It can't happening. Like, and then they announced it. Yeah, it's coming out in six months. What? <laughs> yeah. The show was like, there was zero information about Resident Evil 2. There wasn't even like... Like, it's so much like a screenshot of progress or anything from the devs. Like, especially when um, the Resident Evil 2, I think, 20th anniversary happened. That all they got, all they came out, that dev team came out was a fucking, hey, we made a cake in the style of, like, a liquor for Resident Evil 2's um, anniversary. Thing. Like they didn't even mention anything about it. Like, yeah, oh. nothing like that. Okay. And then all of a sudden you see this fucking guy getting, like, or hears guy getting tackled, see zombie pump up, and then you, I, I saw saw zombie. I'm like, wait, wait, and then I you see Leon Kennedy. It's like Leon Kennedy comes on, and I'm just 
fucking trying to flip my table, but I'm, I'm so fangirling at the moment. My knees are weak. I'm going, oh my god, oh my god, baby, fuck my baby. Oh man, it was just a fucking moment. You got so excited, you changed nationalities. Yeah, <laughs> knees on the knees spot. weak, arms are heavy. The zombies on the floor. Already, red spaghetti. I'm red nervous. spaghetti. But yeah, so the like, second texture layer of blood and guts. But like when Resident Evil 2 got announced, people were like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And now we got this unofficial but official announcement of Resident Evil 3, and the fans are fucking bickering. Going, nah, I don't are. like it because Nemesis isn't like Nemesis it. or Jill isn't Jill. I'm like, okay, you can have your wrong opinions. That's fine. You can have your opinions and be wrong about them. I'm not going to tell you how wrong you are. You're going to know. But <laughs> that's all they are. They're opinions. But when you go and harass the developers and the artists about it... That's like, when you've just turned into an asshole. Yeah. Because apparently people like fucking sending emails and like fucking like harassing uh, like the Capcom dev team that did Resident Evil 2 and their artists saying like there's no announcement as to who's actually behind the design of it I can only assume it'd be the same team that did Resident Evil 2 but we don't know all we know is people sending letters to Capcom and emails to Capcom saying hey you fucked up like I don't want them to change the design I don't want them to sacrifice their artistic integrity because some bitches aren't happy because those loud minority are not it, it's basically like third wave feminism you get the you get the loud minority that make everything else look bad and then they think that's the way it is and like no it's like people are just complaining because yeah. nemesis ain't the way nemesis is like mr x does not really look like mr x from uh, Resident Evil 2 like there's not a lot to go on there but there is a difference in the design and people people didn't fucking cry about that but they see Nemesis look more realistic and like more gory and they fucking start shitting their panties in yeah. a bad way and saying how much I hate it <laughs> I, I don't know outside of Germany where shitting your panties is considered a good thing mm. exactly but yeah so we won't find out until either Game Awards or there's another event that's uh, apparently Capcom are going to have some playable demos of stuff they're making. Uh, so I'm not too sure. But hey, we'll find out in time. Probably. Other than that, I think soon. that's... Yeah. Hopefully soon. That, that covers the that, lack of news for this week? It covers, the, it covers the lack of news for this week. Now on to part two of... Is, is it electric boogaloo or electric boogaloo I will stab you <laughs> please do but so we're back at it with our uh, with our votes for the fresh fuck no shit that's not what it's called the game, game awards. awards yeah In we're their doing fresh yeah. indie game category presented by Subway yeah, yeah so eat ass uh, first uh, current category up to we went to fighting games and uh, complained why Jump Force even exists on that list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. Did we have any input on that one? Hmm? Like on the Jump Force one, did we have any actual input or we, did we spend the entire time bitching about Jump Force? We, we spent the entire time bitching about its lack no, no, of fighting did, game did, mechanics did. while 
being a fr- an affront to fighting yeah, games. Yeah, we, we, I, I voted for Samurai. I, 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 my vote was Samurai <laughs> Showdown. talking about the neutral of fighting games. Yeah, and I yeah. voted for Indivisibles because that is a... If fucking Jump Force is on this list, I'm a... Li- if Jump Force and Smash Brothers Ultimate is on that fucking Hold list, up. I'm putting whatever Hold I want up. on that list. Hold up. No, you voted Indivisibles? Indivisibles for the art direction. The no, no, I voted Indivisibles for a fighting game. It's not on the list, though. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I'm voting. This list is shit. This, I, is I've true. said it before, and I'll say it again. Hey, if there your are game, some good games well, on there. No, actually, the if, list is, if your game the list is pretty is, right, with the exception just of the Jump exception Force. Jump Force. Yeah. No, and Smash Bros. It's a party game. Well, like we said, Smash Bros. fits in the... It doesn't really fit in the genre of fighting games, but it does fit within the fighting game category in the Game Awards. That's great. Yeah. But Smash Bros. is a party game. You know, the, the fucking the guy who made Smash Bros. did come out and say Smash Bros. is not a fighting game. Yep. Smash Bros. is not a fighting game. Smash Bros. is a party game. Said by Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Super Smash Bros. The entire series. So, we're putting that one to bed. Smash Bros. is not a fighting game. And he has straight up said that he will never balance anything around competitive play. That's why that Hero exists. So yes, we're on to our next category, which yeah. is presented fresh. by Subway. Fresh indie games. Everybody loves fresh. We have uh, Zaum with Disco Elysium. We have Nomada Studios for Gris. We have Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. 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 We have Mobi- Mobius Digital for The Outer Wilds. Mega Crit for Slay the Spire. And House House for Untitled Goose Game. Now, my vote... Or I'll, we'll go through the same thing again. Alex, who's your vote for? Uh, I'm actually tossing up between uh, Slay the Spire, Outer Worlds, and Untitled Goose Outer Game. Outer Wilds, not Outer Wilds. Worlds. Outer, whoops, Outer Wilds and Untitled Goose Game. My bad. Yeah. But which one are you voting for? You have to make a Probably, choice when you die. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it down there for Slay the Spire. I'm gonna put my one my money on Slay the Spire. Like it's a it's an interesting card game. Like I I want to get it, never played it, uh, but I have seen other people, fucking Jaden and Jordan here, play it, and I am very interested in what's doing. I would love to get my hands on it. Um, I think Untitled Goose Game was developed here in Melbourne, wasn't it? For House House, I can have a look. Yeah, because I I think it was a Melbourne studio that developed it. I am ninety eight percent sure. Well, it was made by developer House House, who is based in Melbourne. Yes. Yep. There's homegrown stuff. All right, making it to the list. Yeah. So uh, I, I do. I want to. I'm going to vote for Slay the Spire, but I want to give an honorable mention to Untitled Goose Game because uh, homegrown. You know, home field, hometown. Well, they home. made a game. They made two games. They made Untitled Goose Game this year, and they made a game in 2016 called Push Me, Pull You, which by the looks of it is just a man and a woman in, like, a cat-dog situation. <laughs> like, they, the bodies are connected together like cat-dog was, and that's that the game by the looks of it. Uh, so, yes. Jaden, what about you? What are you voting for? the fresh indie game presented by subway i so from what i've seen i've only played slay the spire and kind of need to give it to that 
because it is good. But mm. I have the feeling from the little bits I've seen of the others that I would give it to Disco Elysium if I'd played it. And that I looks have heard... like a really good game. Like, uh, you know, isometric RPG. Well, it's been it's been deemed... I think it's been deemed one of the, if not the best CRPG made. Yeah. So that's it looks, pretty interesting. It looks incredible. But I haven't mm. played it, so I can't really input on it. So... Yeah, like I said, I'm giving it to Slay the Spire because I have played that and it's a new interesting take on the whole roguelike genre Scenario. and it's mm. fun. Um, but I feel like I would give it to Disco Elysium if I played it because I know the bits I've seen that it is just a good game. It's just a very good game. Alright. So for this one, I haven't played any of these games but I have seen gameplay of all of them. And from a gameplay slash story-wise perspective, uh, Outer Wilds is the most interesting for me because uh, it's got a really interesting sort of loop to it in which you have your investigation and it doesn't really look like anything's bad's happening until holy shit something in the background bad is happening this entire time and you need to figure out how to stop it like it happens it almost happens in front of you but you're not paying attention to it until it gets to a problem and then that's when this loop goes through so oh shit that's happening that's been happening Oh god! Yeah, it's been happening. It's like that wasn't like that before. Holy shit! How did I not see this? But yeah, so out of wilds for me is my vote. Neat. So, what was that? Slate Spire <coughs> and out of wilds. You got two, two for Spire, one for out of wilds. Yeah. With goose. Next game category. And Elysium getting a um, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Uh, game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We Are have we gonna, uh, name them, name them before we. Uh, so we have Control, made by Remedy, published by Five by Five Games. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Resident Evil, made and published by Capcom. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, made by From Software, published by Activision, and Out of Wilds, made by Mobius Digital, published by Annapurna. Annapurna? Annapurna? Annapurna. Fucking name your business properly. So, uh, Alex, what's Mm. yours? Um, Well, are we gonna. I'm tossing up between Resident Evil 2 and Death Stranding, because Resident Evil 2 was absolutely fantastic with its dual perspective between the Leon and the Claire campaign. Mm. And even though Claire was my favorite campaign, I just... Yeah, but we all know why. We all absolutely know why. And I need to make that Pornhub account, but yes. Yes. Um, but Death Stranding, it's, it's a Kojima... It's a Kojima game, which is just like a 36-hour movie that you have to press buttons while watching. So, like, do we give it, like, on a literal sense of direction? Because... Death Stranding has you so, literally go in a direction and do stuff, whereas Resident Evil just had good direction as per the description. So I want to vote for both, but I can't vote for both 
So I'm going to have to vote for Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Okay. Is this a bit? This is a bit. Yeah, I'm voting for Resident Evil 2. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So Resident <laughs> Evil 2. Uh, Jaden, what about you? Well, that's what I'm saying. For creative vision and innovation in game direction. Like, I have mm-hmm. to give it to Death Stranding. It is the most unique game experience that I think has come out recently at least yes I do want to play it on that I have to give it to Death Stranding nothing against the others but regardless of how um, binary or you know not everyone likes it the creative vision and the uniqueness of how they put how they made Death Stranding from a gameplay perspective like from a storytelling perspective it's just it is a really unique game I have to give it to it straight on that alright so my vote is also going to Death Stranding for I would say a good chunk of reasons so one the creative vision of the game as much as it's the themes are laid down at your feet and then injected into the webbings of your toes like they're that blatant uh the story is creative in the sense in which i've never experienced a story like this before in both like it feels like there is a world of lore built up for death stranding as like as you progress through the game it feels like there has been established law with the entire series but then we have oh shit hold up give me a second oh yeah. fuck i think so so death stranding any anything to add to your vote no that i think that covers it pretty much it's just the unique you know yeah kojima has a very literal description on video games because a lot of people would actually class video games as sort of interactive storytelling whereas like a lot of people try and balance the interactivity with the storytelling kojima just makes it like a very literal where it's just here's storytelling that you get to interact with and by interact with i mean you press a button and you can watch a three-hour cutscene interactive storytelling but it's good in the way that he does it because he's using a lot of like cinematography skills to sort of help accentuate and really paint the scene so it does really feel like you're watching a movie and it is good doing that because a lot of other game developers can learn from that and implement it in their own games as well instead of just being stuck with a lot of very bland static camera angles I'm looking at you Bethesda and all the shit that you've made because all all Skyrim and fucking Fallout and the Elder Scrolls games, whenever you have to talk to someone, it's just deadpan fucking stare right at their face. And it gets very, very obnoxious yeah, they're, they're very quickly. They're very different styles of games. Yeah. It's like it's a very different style of game, but like a little bit of dynamic to it. Like even even with Knights of the Old Republic, like the camera would change to look at whoever was talking at the time. Like, there would be cutaways and stuff like that. That's classic Bioware. But 
with Bethesda, it was just you would be in the first person and you just look them dead in the eye and they'd look you dead in the eye and then you might exchange a passion kiss. Something along those lines. No, that's the mods. Those would probably it's, be the mods. It's yeah. been a while since you played with them. It's, it's been a while since I played vanilla because every time I load up vanilla, I go, wow, this game looks like shit. Time to go download 20 gig of patches that were made by the community to fix this because textures aren't loading in and there's like, half a horse like, clipping through a fence thanks Bethesda the order you do things is okay change up the visuals make the make things look better add the pawn then do the balance fixes <laughs> so first the visual fixes then the pawn then the balancing and oh cool look check that out someone actually put in a Kamehameha and we download that and win the game Damn it! I want this. Fine. Every every single modding session of Skyrim starts with "All right, time to fix this. Fix the way this game works. Install the pawn. Now we go look around to make the game a little more balanced. Oh hey, check it out! There's a Kamehameha spell, and we win the game as a fucking mage again. Damn it! Ah, well, thanks for that rude eruption. Now we're back off to where I am. You were talking about Death Stranding, I believe. Yes. So Death Stranding. One story is very creative. As much as it lays everything like out in front of you, and is not like mystique or mysterious about it. But that's the thing; it's, it's just creative. Plain. It's not subtle, but it still is creative. Yeah. Um, innovation in game direction, in which so if you think about it, every game does what Death Stranding does, in which you have to take x to y you have to do x to y you have to do you know it's basically a fetch quest system except we don't think of it because it's something that happens in the background at its base form you have to do something for someone you have to take something to somewhere whereas death stranding goes this is the core gameplay loop and then it builds on that loop to make it entertaining some people do not find it entertaining, which is fine. I can understand that. But it's been a big entertaining experience for me. And that's why I think Death Stranding, both in a creative vision as to like the actual dire situation of that world, and that that is super dire, which we, we will find out soon enough. Uh, it is possibly one of the funnest game innovations I've seen in a while. And that's kind of weird because I do remember something about Kojima saying it's like Death Stranding, this is before it was released. Any gameplay is released, like Death Stranding is going to change the way you play games. And it's like, okay, what does he mean? It's like, <laughs> well, I'm taking the core concept of games and I'm just making that the game more abundantly i'm making that the game and enhancing on that mechanic i'm like okay that's pretty fucking cool so yes death stranding goes for me for game direction next category we have games for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message we have concrete genie made by pixelopus is that right pixelopus uh Pixelopus, made by uh, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, 
We have Gris, made by Nomada Studios, published by Devolver Digital. We have Kind Words, made and published by Pop Cannibal. We have Life Strange 2, made by Don't Nod Studios, published by Square Enix. And then we have Sea of Solitude, made by Joe Me Games, published by EA. Alex, what is your games for impact vote? Uh, not kind words. <laughs> not kind words? Not kind words. I recently uh, hopped on to see what was going on, and your motherfuckers need therapy. <laughs> like, there are people there asking and saying shit that general people on the internet are 100% not qualified to give advice on, and it very quickly devolves into just a circle jerk of people saying, oh, that's okay, you're in the right because we heard you complain about it first. It's it's a lot of that. It's a lot of just people not giving help. And I know it's that because I made a couple of bogus claims myself that were literally <laughs> just copy-pasting other people's problems and people <laughs> sent me the exact same fucking advice and I'm like, this is not healthy. This is not helpful. This is entirely self-sabotage. It's... If... if there are actual qualified individuals to talk to about these sort of problems. Random fuck sticks on the internet are none of them. Alex, you're taking this a little bit too beyond the point of kind words. The kind words is just, hey, look. Yeah. So, like, so what you're saying, people will say what your you're saying and you give your opinion. is it definitely had an impact, a thought-provoking <laughs> message, because you're certainly a, yeah. thinking about this. Just I'm, because I'm, it's I'm a not good, thinking. <laughs> Alex, just because it's you don't think it's a good message doesn't doesn't mean it's not that. Kind words, yeah. the way I see it, started out as say something nice to each other over the internet, and quickly devolved into I'm too poor to go to therapy. Reddit, help me. Yeah, but I am too poor to go to therapy. That's that's why you're in this Discord because we ain't certainly gonna fucking help you get better, but we're certainly gonna make you. Um, it's more sympathetic towards suicide and that solves one problem but what if my problem is I'm out of loaf of bread well I guess it's time to die I guess it's time to die you don't need to eat if you're uh, dead dead bread's no longer a problem problem. but I'm hungry now not later yeah it doesn't cost anything to die so I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Concrete Genie because I've seen a lot of stuff about that game and I actually do like it a lot of where it's going. I haven't heard a lot of the community around it because if we want to get into a game, uh, the community you sort of treat like the plague because that's an excellent way to ruin your expectations of a game and the community around it is fucking... I'm not going to say the community around uh, Concrete Genie is fucking horrendous. The community around any game is fucking horrendous with the aforementioned example of Resident Evil 3. The yes. community is being fucking horrendous. I'd so, say you're you're the point half the community is horrendous. Community. Mm. The, the, the internet is speaking? simultaneously the best and the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. Yes, but now it's a necessity. Yeah, which is a very unfortunate. I need to tell reality. that person to fuck off. I need it. He's I, my I, given right. I I need to tell those strangers on the internet about my opinion. They need We've, to know. We need to kill the Googles. Yes. Uh, Jaden, yeah, so what's, your vote for, what's your vote for Games of Impact? 
Mm. Mm. I'd have to give it to Concrete Genie as well, just from the bits I've seen about it, it looks it looks really good, but that's just because it's the only real one I've had any exposure to. I can't I can't really input on that. All I can say is Concrete Genie deserves to be there. Alright. So mine I literally have never heard of Concrete Genie up until right now. <laughs> never heard of it before. Uh my only sort of input for this one will probably be Life is Strange 2 and I haven't even beaten the first chapter yet I still have it but I haven't beaten the first chapter yet but it is quite nice uh, kind words yeah by the sounds of it it's a circle jerk but I don't think that was their intention <laughs> uh, Sea of Solitude I saw and it looks like every other sort of game trying to deal with depression where it's just like, I'm by myself and I need to get over it. Okay, All calm down. by myself, I and stand grim. alone. So my vote would be to Life is Strange 2. Uh, next one, the independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the digital publisher's system. We have Baba Is You by Hempuli, Disco Elysium by Zaum, Katana Zero by Akisoft, published by Devolver Digital. Wait, have I been reading that wrong the entire time? It's not Za-Um, it's made by Zad, published by Um? I think so. I think. Oh, that's fucking retarded. Uh, they're made for each other. I suspect that they're acronyms. <laughs> We're not going to Google them, just keep going. Outer Wilds, made by Mobius Digital, published by Annapurna. No, it's, it's published by Zaum. That is the one publisher name. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, Untitled Goose Game, made by House House, published by Panic. Alex, what was your vote for this one? Uh, Untitled Goose Game. And this is actually not because I'm just repping uh, Melbourne Pride. That's disgusting. I'm going to go wash my mouth out after this. I can't believe I said that. Melbourne um, Pride. I can say that I've got no, I've got no fucking horse in this race. Melbourne Pride, far <laughs> lap. Oh, that seven dollar seven dollar BP pie. Oh fuck. Four and twenty. You hurt. You hurt me. I'm taking physical damage. <laughs> oh. Taking HP damage. That's <laughs> took HP damage on that one. See, so why are you voting Untitled Goose Game? Uh, because every other game that was listed here, we have seen a, another version of. Like an- this style of game has existed before. It's like Baba is you. I've never seen it before, but from like what what is appearing on the picture, it just looks like a uh, classic so dungeon crawler from like a two D no. isometric view. It's not. No, no. So Baba is Shit. you is a game in which, but that the game is based around the term Baba is you. You are Baba, but then you can move things into the sentence. For example, it says in the picture, key is open. So they moved. Baba and put key in place of Baba so then it says key is you now you become the key but then you move open to you so it says key is open that means the key is now unlocks the door so basically it's a puzzle game based around how the sentence is structured okay cool I've just added that to my wish list that sounds fucking awesome uh, but apparently no, still... it gets real fucking difficult yeah I'm so I'm so down for that like I study the English language as as a fucking uh, no, throughout VCU. forget it. Forget the English language. No, start just... learning. Start learning 
fucking Rastafarian because you're going to need it. <laughs> I'm even more down for that. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, well, talking about the other games, like all these other games, like they've all got some pretty popular publishers going for them. Like we all know who Devolver Digital is. Best mm. E3 showcase fucking what, like four years running? What, Katana? What, Devolver Digital. Ah, oh, I best, don't know. Best E3 performances. Oh, no, they, I don't even think they're counted in the E3 performances they're not because they're, they're a separate thing altogether that's not actually tied with E3. They just release a video at E3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting them. Best E3 performances. <laughs> but yeah, they're fucking great. <laughs> they I, haven't seen, great. I haven't seen a fucking E3 conference that so has what? like a timeline and a story to it. Hmm. Like, but that's Devolver Digital stick. Like, they yeah. always publish weird shit. But because of that, they got some clout to them. Like, uh, was it Annapurna as well? I think has got a bit of clout to it, despite the fact that I've never heard of it. Uh, Zorm. So are you just kind of assuming? I'm assuming. I'm assuming all these things have clout to it. But Untitled Goose Game is literally a game where you do shit. Where it's you do geese. You do geese. You do. You play as a. You play as a goose, and you do geese things. And I believe that was the entire pitch for that game. And that's incredible because I can't imagine anyone walking into a studio outside of Melbourne and going, you play as a goose, you do geese things and not immediately be laughed out of the conference room. So I'm giving my best independent game to Untitled Goose Game because of sheer fuckery. All right, Jade, what about you? Um, I haven't played any of these games, though I've seen, like I said, I've seen stuff with Disco Elysium and Katana Zero. Um, Katana, Katana. Honestly, like I said, I haven't seen enough, but I have to give it to Disco Elysium just because I know the exceptional amount of quality in that game. That's fair enough. I, fair enough. Indeed. I haven't played it, but I've seen some stuff about it, and I'm, so one. But again, yeah. it's something I can't really put real input on. It's I just more go look. This is why I'm giving it. This this, this looks this looks this tickles my pickle. I will put a vote on it. Exactly. Uh, so for mine, I voted Katana Zero because it is a fairly fun yet stylish game, in which has it has some Hotline Miami aspects to it, but it's also the gameplay loop of it is pretty fun as well as it is has optional paths which change like how the game goes and progresses like for example uh one of the boss fights is like hey the, the you go to the boss and the boss starts monologuing shit and you can sit there wait it out and talk to him or you can just you cut can him short him. and start attacking him yeah it's like, and then he starts complaining that you're trying to attack him during his monologue and shit like that. I thought that was pretty fucking good. So that's the kind of stuff you can sort of take through the game. So, plus, like, um, Outer Wilds was a great game, but I enjoyed more time with Katana Zero than I did Outer Wilds. Um, Untitled Goose Game, the achievement I would give that is they made a game about a geese, about... And it sold. It sold well. And all it is, you be is you being a dick as a as a fucking goose that's running around. Uh, Disco Elysium is definitely with the amount of options and shit you can take. So it's a lot of effort to put into it, as well as there's a lot of behind the scenes mechanics which I heard get put into it, which sound fairly interesting. But I have barely seen 
any sort of gameplay or played it myself. And Barbie's You is a great creative idea that uh, sim simplistic design, but a great creative idea. But at the same time, it's something that will stick me for a bit, but not as much as Katana Zero did. Yeah. So that's that's my vote for Katana Zero. Uh, next game we have is the mobile game for the best game playable on a dedicated mobile device. We have Call of Duty Mobile, made by Timmy Studios, published by Activision. We have Grindstone, made and published by Capi Capybara Games. We have Saranara Wild Hearts, made by Zimago and published by Annapurna. What's that company again? Annapurna, again. Annapurna. Sky, The Children of the Light, made by that game company. Really? Okay. And What the Golf, made by Triband. Alex, what is your vote for mobile game? Uh, I'm actually going to put it on Sky, Children of the Light because that's the only thing there that I actually know the company of and then that game it's that game company and that game company also made Journey and Flower and you know all those other sort of atmospheric very wait they made Journey? yeah they made Journey okay so I went and checked out some gameplay footage of Sky Children of the Light and uh it looks just like Journey so obviously that's what they're going cool. for is a lot of the storytelling but I'm actually really impressed they actually got it to look as good as Journey on a phone on mobile well phones are quite powerful these days well these days yeah but what are they like the as powerful as well like a PSP nowadays roughly no, I think they might be more? powerful I more think powerful. more powerful more powerful yeah well they're, they're definitely going up there mm. but that is that is pretty impressive they actually managed to get like a semi open world sandbox game going so I'm gonna give it to them just from technical achievement and getting stuff working on uh on their uh platform. well that is the that is the category dedicated mobile device mm -hmm. so it fits there uh Jaden what about you well from the bits I've seen of it I have to give it to Sayonara Wild Hearts just because it's a really well like, like I said last week I haven't seen much of it but the bits I have seen it's an excellently smooth game but again I can't really import because I haven't played anything alright so for me obviously went to obviously went to Call of Duty Mobile because if you know me I'm a big Call of Duty fan who I was going to keep this bit going but now I just thought man I had to put effort into Call of Duty <laughs> nah fuck that uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely Sayonara Wild Hearts because one, it fucking looks amazing. Two, uh, I've played this one out of the lot. And three, reasons as before, it is a marvellous game, both audio and visually, and it's on a mobile phone, so that goes my vote. All right. Next category, multiplayer games. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform we have apex legends made by respawn published by ea borderlands 3 made by gearbox published by 2k call of duty modern warfare made by infinity war published by activision 
Tetris 99 made by Akira published by Nintendo and Tom Clancy's The Division 2 made by Massive Entertainment published by Ubisoft. Uh, Tetris 99 is made by Arika, not Akira. Uh, cancel my vote then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex, what is your vote for this one? Tetris 99. Because right Borderlands on. 3 was a joke, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was a joke, Apex Legends is a joke, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2 um, is going the same way as Tom Clancy's The Division 1. So the only multiplayer game left that actually has people multiplaying it is Tetris 99. Fair enough, fair enough. Jade, what about you? Um, I mean, I've seen Tetris 99 there. It does look pretty good in what they're trying to do um it's hard i would put it either on 99 or the new one warfare does look actually Mm. pretty damn good and apex legends was incredible on release i haven't kept up with it so i don't know where it was but it was a very good game do you like battle passes because that's Apex Legends. Battle well, so passes is, and loot boxes. So is Modern Warfare 2. No, Modern yeah. Warfare. But they got you a free battle pass and a free oh, year yeah. DLC, I think. Ooh. I free. Know. So, so for you're what, voting that, like for a quarter of its life? Modern Warfare or Tetris 99? Uh, I'll, I'd probably have to go for Tetris as well. All right, fair enough. So, uh... My vote goes to Tetris 99 <laughs> as well. Purely because Fucking... one, it's it's the first of its kind. A massive battle, like, battle royale just around Tetris. Like, if you told me Tetris 99 was a battle royale game and I hadn't seen how it worked, I wouldn't have the fucking slightest clue how that would work. But when you look at the gameplay and you see how it is and that you're actually versing other people playing Tetris, it is such a great and original idea to a old classic. It's kind of like um, the Battle Royale Mario game before it got fucking taken down, where you're just basically racing against like a hundred other Marios. And uh, But yeah, it's, it's a very unique concept to an old classic that brings new life into, into Tetris again that it makes it multiplayer like you're you're act like obviously when you're versing other people online it's, you know all sort of stuff but when it comes to like tetris that's not a game you can sort of like fumble your way through whereas like borderlands 3 it's co-op but that's it it's just co-op so nothing fancy there division 2 is basically co-op again uh, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, and Tetris 99 are the only sort of real multiplayer games that have both co-op and online. But Tetris 99 is such a unique, nice idea that I voted for that. Alrighty then. So for the next category, narrative. For outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game, we have A Plague Tale, Innocence, Made by Asobo, published by Focus Home. Control, made by Remedy, published by 5 of 5 Games. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Disco Elysium, made by Zaum. And The Outer Worlds, made by Obsidian, published by Private Division. Alex, 
I'm giving what mine to your... Death Stranding. I would have liked to given it to a Plague Tale Innocence, but that game quickly, like, <laughs> they marketed it as, oh, you play as this weak girl in a area that was dominated by fucking knights and treachery and armies and shit like that. So fighting is, you know, something that you shouldn't be doing. Fighting is something you shouldn't, you know, you should actively try and avoid and you should use the rats and the plague to hide and sneak around. And this game quickly turned into Metal Gear Solid 5. It wasn't funny. Yeah, but in Metal Gear Solid 5, you got guns. Yeah, and in this game here, you have a sling that functions exactly the same as Snake's Pistol, except a lot more lethal, and it doesn't result in you ending up with all the nukes. So I'm giving it to Death Stranding, because as ham-fisted as the messages are, at least there's a message and it stays consistent. <laughs> Instead of, oh, you're playing as a weak little girl for the first, like, 20 minutes of the game, and now you're fucking Snake. Boss. You boss. killed a child. Great job, boss. That's why you're the best. You melted, you voided out a child, boss. <laughs> you fucking had the rats eat a child alive. Great job, boss. The BT rats. <laughs> the BT rats, yes. That sounds like a fucking band name. The BT rats. It sounds like a bad time. It is. It is. Void outs everywhere. Fucking, imagine, you, you could be- More hands be, than your body can handle. There's a, there's a void out just running in the roof above you right now. Fuck, man. <laughs> All right, Jaden, what about yours? Mm, again, mm. I have played none of them. So... If you had to guess... Well, I... Which one would... If you had to guess which one had the best narrative... I have to give Which it one would you vote for and why is it control? I need to give it to <laughs> Death Stranding just because it's the only one I've seen played through the stuff on the channel. Um... Mm. I can't really retort against what you said because your mic cut out and I missed whatever game you said I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. Deny it all you want. Again. I'm convinced mm -hmm. Disco Elysium is up there. Yeah, I can I can understand that. But I hear good things, but I haven't I haven't seen I haven't anything seen for myself to, to actually say. So. All right, so yeah. this one's gonna shock you. No, it's not. Don't worry, I'll tell you five reasons why. Mm -hmm. But uh, I picked Outer Worlds mm -hmm. for this one. Mm -hmm. See, Death Stranding. As much as I like the story, the narrative of the story is so out. Like it's so. Hey, this is like hey, Chiral is just like a Greek word for hands. So you got the chiral network and like edge not not cities and you know it's it's so blatant and they're not even trying to hide it. So from a narrative perspective, they really are just telling like so the characters are all telling Sam, hey, this is and this. And Sam's just keep going it's like, Alright, cool. I'm just gonna deliver a package. Like, I couldn't care fucking less until it involves his baby his BB and then it's like okay I care a little bit more fucking let's fix this Outer Worlds only just gets my vote because there is some great like narrative uh, how can I put it there's some great narrative structures in the first half of the game 
like and they are very good the the fucking the, the jokes hit and they land well and it's it is a story about like mass corporations going unhinged and fucking you know owning planets and shit like that and the comedy around it is like very relatable to a point where it's like they they're joking about this but holy shit like i've had this experience when i used to work for like Woolworths or something like that like i've had this exact same experience like for example one of the quests was about like hey look um if you guys are sick just let us know and we'll give you more shifts because <laughs> the only way to cure being sick is to work more and it'll take your mind off it and then you get your body moving and gets the blood pumping and before you know it you'll be you'll be fucking healed in no time just work more don't take a sick day off work more and i'm sitting there going yep i've had my boss going yeah i know you're sick you need to come in though <laughs> i don't care if you're sick and it's like yeah but what if i get other people sick and it's like i don't care if they get sick come in <laughs> so yeah outer worlds gets my vote barely but it does well i say barely i mean like it just edges over probably control for me because control like the way that i can explain it in which i heard it's basically what if there was a division in real life that looked over scp the um fucking what is it called the you know the scp monsters and shit like that it's essentially that but what if there was a div- government division behind it and in the real world i'm like okay that's pretty interesting but on a narrative thing it you have to go looking deep into the stuff and then you'd also have to be interested in what they're trying to tell you because most of the things is like hey this is a fridge <laughs> that will kill you hey this is a duck that will run away whenever you get near it like a toy rubber duck that will run away whenever you get near it and shit like that but i don't know the the interesting ones came so far so few that i was like yeah i can't vote out of worlds over this one all right so next on to ongoing game awarded to a game for the outstanding development of ongoing content and evolves the player's experience over time we have Apex Legends, made by Respawn, published by EA. Destiny 2, now made and published by Bungie. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, made by made and published by Square Enix. Fortnite, made and published by Epic Games. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, made by Ubisoft Montreal, published by Ubisoft. Alex, what is your vote? I'm going to vote for Destiny 2. It's glad to have Destiny 2 back in the hands of Bungie, where they can actually, you know, sort of guide it and mold it into the game they wanted it to be originally, instead of tied down by Activision's bullshit. Fuck you, Bobby Kotick. Suck my dick. Um, I haven't played Final Fantasy 14, so I can't say that. Fortnite is a literal fucking joke, so so is the community and its fans. The same with Apex Legends. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege misses out because this entire year has been abysmal in terms of characters launched and how the season has progressed. So Destiny 2 takes it uh, in fucking leaps and strides. I'm guessing it just takes it by default, but okay. Um, Jaden, what about you? Um... I'd give it to... Yeah. Uh, no. I'd... 
<laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Destiny 2 has been improving significantly since mm. it split from Activision. Activision and it's definitely up there and I think I'd have to give it to it because it has it has just kept going so well over its you know its its lifetime was around a lot but then you know it'd been around for a bit and then they split from Activision and it just took off again um, yeah see Apex Legends I find is the opposite it had a crazy good start and it's and still it popular, died. but it's just kind of dwindling off. Same yeah, as Fortnite. It's, it's just I feel like d- Fort- yeah. Fortnite's still super popular. And, you know, and With the it's children. getting new updates and all of that. Um, but it feels like it's not really the forefront anymore. Um, the other one, and for the same reason as Destiny, I the, the other one I'd be tempted to give it to is... Rainbow Six Siege because if we're looking at the ongoing how it's gone it's about it's hitting the end of its third year you know it had about a half year beta I think and then it's had three years and it's just consistently gotten stuff like I'm sure we talked about this in a previous section but on release Siege was not great yeah and not great at all. Two years down the track, it's like the best tactical shooter on the market. Yeah, it's one of the best tactical shooters. Yes. So. Yeah, I I don't really want to. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about uh, Final Fantasy 14 because I know nothing about the game or the series. Mm. But. I'm honestly just going to leave it as a tie between um, Destiny and, Fort- uh, and Destiny Fortnite. Destiny and Fortnite, yes. <laughs> uh, cool. Alright, so my vote goes towards Final Fantasy fourteen, and here's why. So you've one, actually played that game, unlike us. I've, I've played all these games in this list, including Fortnite. A couple of matches. Don't fucking at me. Uh, Apex Legends, like one or two message- matches, don't at me. But uh, my my vote would go between Des- Destiny Two, Final Fantasy, and Siege. But in this ongoing game service, I think Final Fantasy Fourteen is the only one worthy of this position because one with Destiny Two, yes, it is now in the hands of Bungie, but not a lot has changed in term of an ongoing game like the game hasn't exactly evolved from budgie having its hands to when activision had its hands on it it's still it's still destiny 2 it's still good like destiny 2 is good don't get me wrong but nothing has exactly evolved other than tweaks to microtransactions tweaks to weapons and classes etc etc like just small bits here and there fair enough uh rainbow six siege it is still adding operators and stuff from but from what i'm hearing they aren't really adding much to the game as like when the operators get added to the game they don't really change much up they just fill a position which was usually held by another character 
which is fine. But then we have Final Fantasy fourteen, in which, for an MMORPG, having consist like starting from like the worst RPG, the worst part of Final Fantasy ever, and went back to the drawing board, went back to scratch, and fixed it. They've had nothing but continual successful launches that have only enhanced the game as it goes on. Whereas we have like World of Warcraft, with each consecutive launch of their DLCs, it the game got so progressively worse and worse that they had to start from scratch with the WoW classic shit. Well, that's not now quite if, accurate. Everyone agrees well, that the best point of that game of World of Warcraft was like two or three expansions in. Yes, but you can't just say like when the game is literally so muddled with shit that you've put in that has made things unnecessary that they that want basically to go back then yes it's not not ideal with final fantasy each release has only been praised because of at the stuff they've added has evolved the game rather than just feeling like an addition like they've put new clock like especially with uh shadow bringers the latest release for latest dlc for final fantasy 14 brought in two new classes uh, bringing in a whole new events, especially Final Fantasy is collaborating with Yoko Taro right now with the Nier event, creating like actual canonical stuff between Nier and Nier, Nier Gestalt and Nier Automata in a Final Fantasy RPG, which is an official collaboration. So not only has the game evolved, but the game has expanded out into other branches to give an experience of these other games what within Final Fantasy fourteen. So Final Fantasy fourteen for me, I can see it, it is the easy choice in the best ongoing game because the game, especially of this year, the game has only added new stuff which evolves the game and doesn't just feel like an additions, if that makes sense. Like they haven't just added stuff in for the sake of adding more content. They've added stuff in that evolves the game as it is, especially with your new classes, your new raids and stuff like that. State. Yeah. And it continues on to the story. And it, like I said, like through all the DLCs, it's a massive story. So that's why I believe Final Fantasy XIV is probably the only one on this list that deserves to be in the ongoing game. Because I feel the others are on this list because they exist. And not because they've actually, you know, may evolve their games. Like Rainbow Six Siege, I did like the uh, Outbreak mode, and that got so popular that now they're making a separate separate game for the Outbreak, which makes sense. Fortnite, they haven't needed to change shit because it's making Mad Bank. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They just but, keep doing the same shit. the difference again. there is in an MMO, you need to keep... You need to keep expanding and changing up the game world in ways like that to keep the game to yeah. keep people coming As back. I said, you need more new content like that. Whether stuff like that wouldn't really work in something like Rainbow Six, like you said about adding new classes, and they're kind of doing that with their new operators. I know it's not as unique as a class in an MMO. Yeah, well, but, but like it's the, the same the, kind the of concept. Um, my my point is put- those excessive kind of changes that you can do yeah but that MMO would be that would needed. lead to comparing a mmorpg to a 
online competitive first person, which I'm not. I'm saying like with Rainbow Six Siege, they added stuff onto the game, like albeit last year, which was the outbreak thing, which is adds a whole new story, adds a whole new style of gameplay. That is evolving the game while adding content. Well, That's cool. That was their... I'm pretty last sure that year. was their Halloween thing last year. Yeah. Yeah, and, said, and like, they did another Halloween event this year, and they are doing Outbreak again. Like, yeah, but they haven't done it this year. That's why, like, I'm I'm not saying that they aren't evolving the game. I'm saying they haven't done anything this year, in the sense of evolving the game, like they did with Outbreak. Like, enough. it doesn't have to be Outbreak again. It just has to be something similar, like a like its own game mode, which is different to the the rest of the stuff. Where so like. And Fortnite, as I said, same shit over and over and over again. Destiny 2, the only thing that's changed is tweaking and the now Bungie have now full control over the game, which is perfectly fine. And they've added, you know, new raids and adding um, battle passes and stuff like that. But the game itself hasn't exactly evolved because it doesn't need to, if that makes sense. Because right now it's doing, it's doing the Fortnite thing. It's good how it is. Just add more raids, add more stuff that's fine but i feel like oh my god what the fuck is Dante doing i feel like final fantasy 14 beats out everyone else in this thing because they have consistently evolved the game not only this year but the year before and the year before that as well as putting in collaboration events outside of the main game which still add more content but it's not cluttering it with content it's new experiences and new like raids and shit like that so that's why I'm saying Final Fantasy XIV, I think, is the only one on this list that deserving of the ongoing vote. On that note, I kind of think Monster Hunter World should be on that list. Yeah, yes. I agree. But I don't think it's on this list because... No, it should be on the list because the uh, Iceborne DLC is already out. Yeah, on, but on so top yeah. of that, they had... Yeah, but it still should be on the list. Yeah. Regardless if it's console or not. Yeah, yeah. it should have been on yeah, the list, but, but it's I'm not. Saying on top because of that, the Game Awards is, had, is a joke in of itself. Yes, they had Iceborne, and that's also on, that's only on console, but they had the... Um, they had the collaborations, I don't remember when, I think the Devil May Cry one was late last year, but they had mm. the Witcher 3 collab this year. Uh, I yes. think the Street Fighter one was this year as well. And Resident Evil 2. And Resident Evil... Like, they're actively doing things fairly frequently. Yeah, they're, act- yeah, they're doing events that change shit up constantly. But for some reason, fucking Fortnite's on this list. For some reason, fucking Apex Legends is on this list. Yeah. Well, on to the next category. Performance. Awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. Which we have Ashley Birch as Pravati Holcomb in The Outer Worlds. She was nice. Uh, Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden Faden from Control. Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz from Gears 5. Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff from Death Stranding. Uh, Matthew Porretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control. And Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Standing. Alex, which one is your vote for this one? I honestly do not care for this entire category. Like, 
I, I fucking don't care at all. So I'm giving it to Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus on solely on that. All right, moving on. All right, Jaden, how about you? Um, so the only thing I've really seen anything off on here was Death Stranding. And I be, do yeah. actually think Norman Reedus did a, a pretty damn good job. Like he he did a for me he did a pretty good job of not caring it's like i just want to deliver packages yeah like he, I he just want to deliver a job of his role and he he mm. put that in well that said i liked cliff more so i'm going to give it to mads mickelson yeah okay so yeah my vote goes to mads mickelson as well because for what i've experienced in the game he does a fucking great job but I think he's super underutilized. Like, you don't really get to see much of Mad Mickelson scenes, but when he's in, like, a cutscene and shit, he just fucking owns it. Like, in the gameplay scenes, though, when you're in a gameplay scene with Mad Mickelson, like, I feel the direction that was given to him. So, like, obviously his voice directing that was given to him does not fit the scene he's he's in because like spoiler alert he's he's not a good guy but uh when you fight him he's just like oh go back or it, it feels so Stilted? like they told to record a line for a cutscene, and and then use the cutscene line in battle dialogue in battle dialogue yeah, so and it, it just it doesn't fit and out of place yeah but the scene, the cutscenes that he's in, that you see of him, and especially like BB and shit like that, is like holy shit! Like that's some solid fucking acting. But but you also feel like that's more the direction rather than his performance. Yes, because like as I said, the performances are so contrasting between the gameplay performance of him and the cutscene performance of him. And it's like, okay, like that's why I think like the game direction, like when they were directing him, he was still doing as if like a cutscene direction, as if he was acting it out. And then when it's put into a gameplay aspect, it just definitely feels stilted and doesn't f doesn't feel right. That's what I'm saying. Like his cutscene performance is fucking great, mind you. I do think fucking what's his name, the black guy with the face mask in Death Stranding um fucking his name not Die no Die Hardman Die Hardman that's it he's fucking great like <laughs> he fucking gives it 110% I think like he does some real solid work that's why I'm surprised to not see him on this list like Norman Reedus I do because he's the main character of fucking Death Stranding but his thing is like dude like i just want to deliver this package it's, it's one of those things that you i can, don't care you can for america see why he's there and you can see but, that he kind of deserves to I be see... there but you feel like other people should kind of get it yes like if the guy who plays die hardman was on this list i'd vote for him in a second because he has a fuck he's fairly solid with his acting to the point where I'm, like, I'm like holy shit like that is some straight up like amazing acting in which you guys will see later on in the game but yeah since he's not on this um courtney hope from control 
didn't like that whatsoever. She's just like sits like in a dire situation where like, whole oh shit, this whole place is basically fucked up. She's just like, so where's the locker room? Oh, okay. And then that's it. And then she talks to herself in a really sort of stilted manner as well, which kind of feels awkward. Um, the guy, um, Matthew Porretta, uh, he's got a more comedic role in Control. And he's like, oh, look, these objects of power are called oops you know like oop like he's he seems more of a comedic role which kind of weird in the sense of like oh shit people's lives are at stake and he's like oops um ashley birch as a pravati was pretty cool but i didn't spend a lot of time with her and some parts did feel a bit like hand-fisted but so that's why mads milk and gears five i've only like touched a fucking hour or two of it so yeah, that's my vote will be for Mads Mikkelsen. Underutilized, but uh still good. Not forgotten. Yeah. Alright, so um role playing games. For the best game design with rich player characters includes a massively multiplayer experience. We have Disco Elysium, made by Zaum. We have Final Fantasy XIV, made by and published by Square Enix. Kingdom Hearts Free, made by and published by Square Enix. Monster Hunter World Iceborne, made and published by Capcom. And The Outer Worlds, made by Obsidian, published by Private Division. Alex, which one is yours, and why is it Kingdom Hearts Free? <laughs> it's not. Uh, because... Is, is, is Kingdom Hearts 3 and Monster Hunter World Iceborne... Are they really role-playing games? Yes, but no. See? We had a but no. And a but no is important. So well, I'm actually going to have to give mine to Final Fantasy fourteen. So, like, the way that I say yes, but no, is like, yes, you are playing a role of, like, this character, but with the terms of character customization and progression, including massive multiplayer experiences, um, Kingdom Hearts does not fall into that line. Monster Hunter Iceborne kind of falls into that line. Barely falls into oh, that well, line. Well, for customization and progression, it totally does. Yes. Yeah. But, but not massively multiplayer, because at best you have three other shitbags you bring with you, or... or three other shitbags you meet there. Well, no. Yeah, three other shitbags you have, meet. It doesn't have good customer... Uh, customer? Customize... It doesn't have good character progression. There is no you don't, you don't progress the customization progresses with exactly. your weapons and well, stuff yeah. like that. Well, you do progress, but exactly that you progress in gear rather than yes. But there is yeah. definitely comes, progression. Comes, yeah, it's progression, but it's not as a character. Yeah, you progress as in your outfit. Your outfit progresses. You remain the same. It is Final Fantasy Ten Two all over again. Yeah, your clothes are your power. Fashion is your strength. But yeah, no, and Final Fantasy fourteen because it is the only game on this list that actually fits that description. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. For a game that says including massively multiplayer experiences, uh, there's only one game on this list that actually fits that. Even though Monster Hunter, Ice, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, or Monster Hunter World in general is a multiplayer game. It it's lacks not in progression. Well, it's not just yeah, well, it's not just that, but it lacks I think in progression. You guys are taking that a bit too literally. They're ta- saying it's a facet of it, not 
you know, Disco yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, single player games. They're saying include the multiplayer experience as something you judge, not you know. Yeah, that's the same. But like, as Monster Hunter World Iceborne, for example, customization, but there is no character progression. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, fucking no. I wouldn't say character progression as a gameplay element, as a story. Then yeah, but as a story only and even then like it's it's just it's it's i don't know but um final fantasy 14 which is ticks all those boxes um it does great customization certainly has like amazing progression and an incredible massively multiplayer experience when it fucking works <laughs> because trying to find healers is fucking apparently a rare sight uh, Disco Elysium would have great, great um, character progression, customization, and multiplayer experience. No, there is zero. Oh no, there is customization stat, but that's it. Dante, calm down. So, what was your Alex's was Final Fantasy? Jade, what about you? Um, mine is probably going to be again for an RPG mm. it's something I'd go if I'd played it I suspect I'd give it to either the Outer Worlds or Disco Elysium if I'd played them okay well, you might as well role, go for Disco Elysium as a role playing game however mm. I have both seen a little bit though I'm trying to avoid most of it Iceborne and I've played a bunch of just base Monster Hunter World and I am biased towards it because I fucking love that game. Hmm. But no, that's fine. That's fine enough. Honestly, from from a customization point, it's great, and yeah, it, it is great. Like like you said, you don't really have progression in and of yourself as as a character, character with, with the exception of there. hunter rank which lets you get access to higher level quests yeah um there is the customization you know you there is a fairly in-depth character customization however you are locked into that other than hairstyles once you've created the character yeah um, and hair customization color. comes down to the gameplay the customization is the gameplay because that dictates how you yeah. You hunt monsters. Exactly. You, you can change entire... anything but your gender, really, pretty much. And um, that's a downright shame. No, it's not. I like my character. She good. But Hannah Bongtana for life. It's just kind of in the same way as you know, Dark Souls fashion souls. There's yeah. very much a choice in Monster Hunter whether you go, I'm going to do this to look badass or I'm going to build an optimised set of gear. And yeah. there is that can make a sense lot of, of optimising for gear. Yeah. Um, so your vote goes to... My vote goes to Monster Hunter. Like I said, I'd probably give it to Disco Elysium or The Outer Worlds if I'd played it, but I've played Monster Hunter. I love that game. I have to give it to it. That's cool. But yeah, my vote goes to Final Fantasy fourteen. See the reasons above. We've been here before. <coughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to explain my stuff again because it's quite lengthy. But yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen for me is the best role playing. Mm -hmm. uh, we are technically two categories away from finishing this. 
Because sports and racing. Hooray. Does any of us play or care about sports or racing? Nope. No. And VR games. None of us have VR because we're all broke. We're poor as fuck. So, score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. We have Cadence of Hyrule by Brace Yourself Games, published by Nintendo. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Devil May Cry 5, made and published by Capcom. Kingdom Hearts 3, made and published by Square Enix. And then Sayonara Wild Hearts, made by Simogo, published by Annapurna. Purna. Alex, what are we going for this time? Um... Not Death Stranding, mm. uh, because we got our fucking shit copyrighted because of that. It's not just that, but I'm not a big fan of Low Raw. Yeah, not. I'm also not a big fan of the music that I've heard or so far. Or DJ as well. Khaled and fucking Major Laser teaming up for fucking. Yeah, they're on Death Stranding soundtrack. Uh, fucking. Yeah, Devil May Cry, aside from that one song, really didn't have anything going for it. Kingdom Hearts is just fucking. Was uh, what's what's her name? That singer that did Sanctuary. Disney. Oh, um, Yutadu uh, or Hikikuru Yutadu? Yutadu, you fucking goddamn Hikari. Shh. Hikari, you, hold up. If I just press on the Hikari, uh, you Yutada. Yeah, Hikari Yutada. Yutada. Yeah, it's just Hikari Yutada. What a and wonderful Skrillex. phrase. Yeah, the whole thing is just Hikari Yutada and Skrillex. Haven't seen or heard anything from Sayonara Wild Hearts. And Cadence of Hyrule looked pretty fucking incredible. So I'm giving it to Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, Jaden, what about you? All right. So I haven't seen... I don't know anything about Cadence of Hyrule, so I can't input. Same as Kingdom Hearts 3. Sayonara Wild Hearts, the bit I've seen of it, it it's... Ex- uh, like that game is an interactive album it makes sense that its music is the centerpiece um Mm. Death Stranding I did actually like the soundtrack for it I think it fit the world yeah it fits the world but it's not my not my cup Um, of tea I did personally like it um Devil May Cry has that I haven't seen much about it but it does have the one Michael Jackson scene so you know it's up there automatically Mm. <laughs> um, but no, I'd give it to Sayonara Wild Hearts, honestly. I just... It's an interactive album, and because of that, not only is it... It's good quality music, but the entire game is centred around its music, and yeah. It, revol- it revolves around it, and it all works together. Same as I mentioned before, Just Shapes and Beats, which was released a few years ago. It works so well because it picks good music or it makes good music and it centers the entire game around it, which makes the fact that it's got good music just so much better. And you can see you, it draws your attention to it so much more. Yeah, it's 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 the aspect of the game which ties the game. It's the glue that ties the game together. Exactly. And it's, and it's top quality glue. None of that cheapest chips fucking Tarzan's grip shit. Oh, that's fucking terrible glue. I can't feel my face when I sniff glue. But I love it. Alright, so yeah, mine goes to my vote goes to Sinar Hearts as well, because it is it was a toss up between Dev May Cry and Sinar Hearts. Dev May Cry, how they implement their music's fantastic, but 
like Dante's theme has just got awful. I don't like it. Uh, V's theme, you know, was a bit catchy for me, and fucking Nero's theme is just Mwah. like Mwah. so good. How Mama used to make it. She didn't, but if I had a mama that made music, it's how she would make it. But Sayonara Wild Hearts music that vaults around the gameplay, as I said, it is the glue that binds the game together and the gameplay elements. If the music just didn't hit, then that game would not be as good as it is. So they had to fucking make some absolute slappers, some some bangers and mash to make that game work. And it works really well. The other point of it is the fact that the same the game is so revolve revolves around the music so much is also the flip side, is that if the music didn't stick, it brings the entire game down with it much harder than other games would. Like if you had yeah. an average soundtrack in an RPG you'd know it wasn't as good as another one but it wouldn't be in a game like this it would actively drag the entire game down and it would be really noticeable so yeah the fact that the game is so good is testament well to the whole thing but it's also testament to how good the soundtrack is yeah exactly all right and on to our final category strategy game the best game focused on real-time or turn-based strategy gameplay irrespective of platform now i have to pre-lead this with despite the fact that i've talked a lot about enjoying like age of mythology in in the past and i'm you know been playing through total war warhammer 2 recently Mm. i have not played any of the games in this list or seen anything from any of the games in this list Alright, so I have seen Bias, the list. One, two, three, four. I've seen four games of this list gameplay. I haven't played any of them. But first of all, I'm gonna get Alex's vote. Alright, my vote is for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Shock horror. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Absolute shock, fucking eek horror. gas, who would have guessed? But yes. Yep. Right, because it was it was actually really good. It was a refreshing take on Fire Emblem, and it was nice to see the classic turn-based system brought up towards a Nintendo Switch with interesting graphics and new mechanics. I especially uh, uh, love... Uh, 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 uh. Irrespective of platform. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just okay. saying it's a technical feat. They could have just as easily fucking kept it as 2D sprites running around on a fucking grid, but they didn't. Fuck yeah. I love they, Fire they, Emblem They updated it with sprites. actual moving 3D models. They introduced new mechanics and doing a lot of other stuff as well. Like, like the I like the uh, sim. yeah no the dating sim's always been there that's well not always been there but yeah, that's what modern it's fire been, emblem is. it's been in there for a bit that's what modern fire emblem is it's a dating sim yeah fucking get over it's it why, but it's no, I like I like the teacher app aspect of it because I actually came to care about these characters that were under my charge and I was genuinely invested in furthering their education in what I believe would suit them the best Bernie get out from under the table. <laughs> Can I suggest trying not to segue from dating simulation to uh, teaching mechanics? Like, just don't segue between those two points. Yeah, it seems seems like there's a legal issue there. But the green girl inside of my head told me to. Which one? The green girl. I'm trying. I'm just trying to date my students. All right. What's so wrong about that? Keep stuffing. They've got I'll, so I'll many. Have, you can't teddies. actually get into a relationship with any of the characters until the end of the game. And after the time skip, there is a time skip where they all go from being children to legal adults. And by legal <laughs> adults, I mean like 23, 25. They're still 25. your students. 
No, they're full-grown adults. It's like some of them, like, yeah. the yeah. eldest is, like, yeah, 25. they can be full-grown adults all they want. They're still your students. They still call you professor. So take mm-hmm. out the ruler, because <laughs> fucking class is in session. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, Fire Emblem Three Houses absolutely uh, takes the cake as far as strategy games go. I've seen a lot of stuff about Total War Three Kingdoms, especially how to cheese the ever-living fuck out of that game, because they've inc- incorporated a mode in the game where because it's the three kingdoms like uh from the shit, I actually forgot what it was called it was like a chinese uh old story uh romance of the three kingdoms there it is um which is the same place that dynasty warriors is based on it's pretty much just an rts version of dynasty warriors so you will have characters in a in a mode of the game behaving the same way they do in dynasty warriors so you'll have a hundred people run at the hero and the hero will just like spin around in a circle and they'll all fucking drop dead Fuck yeah. Strategy. <laughs> on on that note of strategy games, that's something I always really liked about Battle for Middle Earth 2 is because it was actually realistic that's, that one of the heroes would walk in a squad, swing once and half the squad, you'd go, go flying halfway across the battlefield because most of the heroes were strong enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, because they... For Battle for Middle Earth, you had like fucking Sauron, also like from I, the Lord of the Rings mythos. If I were who to ask, did for that in a the movie? Single new, uh, like a single RTS, it would either be mm. a Second Age of Mythology or mm-hmm. Battle for Middle Earth Three. I hope you like your dreams being dashed because Ooh. none of them are going to well, happen. Well, remember, Age of Empires 4 did get announced recently, so another Age of Mythology isn't impossible. Or, what was it? Empire at War? Was that the Star Wars one? Yep. That was sick as so. well. Sick. So that's your vote, Alex? For Fire Emblem Three Houses? Fire Emblem Three Houses, all the way. Alright, so my vote. So, the games, I haven't played any of these games, but I have seen gameplay of four, which is... Age of Wonders, Planetfall. Oh, wait, I didn't even announce these, did I? No. Oh, fuck. No. So, fucking strategy games. Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Triumph Studios, Paradox. We have Anno 1800, made by Blue Byte, published by Ubisoft. We have Fire Emblem Three Houses, made by Intelligent Systems? I can't read because of the fucking font. Uh, published by Koei Tecmo and Nintendo. We have Total War Free Kingdoms, made by Creative Assembly, published by Sega. Tropico 6, made by Limbic Entertainment, published by Calypso Media, and in Wargroove, main published by Chucklefish. So yeah, the only four games I've seen gameplay of this are Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Fire of Free Houses, Tropico 6, and Wargroove. Now, Tropico 6, never been my cup of tea. It's, it's fine, I guess. It's fine. That's the best. Uh, Wargroove is just discount fire emblems. So, uh, Age of Age of Wonders Planetfall is probably the only sort of interesting one because it plays like civilizations in the in the sense of like a uh, grid based grid and turn based uh, RTS, which then goes into an actual RTS for battles. So you actually have to manage um, like it's, just imagine if the battles in Civilization where may like you go into a StarCraft match, StarCraft match when you go into battles instead of the battles just sort of happening yeah, in front of ra- you. Rather than like, the more um, traditional kind of, you know, like the Total War ones where you just bring your army in. Yeah. But what I've seen of Age of Wonders Planetfall is that it's super, stupidly cheesy. Like, you, you can just fucking beat so much by just cheesing certain tactics 
and it trivializes the game i haven't seen that however for fire and free houses and fire handling uh is probably the only series out of this list i'm like okay and no, i like the fire emblem series so yeah my vote goes to final three houses because yeah it is basically the same fire emblem system but with much more mechanics like it, it has actually evolved as from like what it originally was because it's gone from a handhold onto a bigger system it's able to do more stuff and that's like how it's able to evolve so that's great and yeah fucking no one cares for sports or racing games and vr games no one cares for that because we don't have vrs because vr is quite expensive expensive but yes i'm guessing that's it for us i believe it yeah, is that covers everything that's a lot as well so when the fucking game awards happens we'll see how we're wrong gonna... we were we'll see no, if we, we'll the see judges... how wrong the judges are yeah that's more like it yeah because they're the only people here that have if, taste that's yeah. the important thing and so does subway not sponsored but yeah i had subway the other day and it was kind of tasty although that bitch fucking does magic wanted salt over my, oh my god that's happened twice now it's <laughs> like all right so i'm gonna go a little bit tangent but fuck subway and their stinginess with salt like did we lose a war or something because this bitch like she gets a salt grinder doesn't even ro- rotate the barrel she just wa- like literally waves it like a dinner bell over the subway sandwich and lets like the crust of the pre-grinded salt from the last subway fall onto the sandwich it looked like fucking someone just got a little bit of dandruff coming out i'm sitting there going like bitch did we lose a war why are we rationing salt now like fucking just put it on and then she just like gave it two turns of the barrel and still like nothing came out and I'm sitting there going oh fuck I don't want to make a scene I don't want to make a scene just give me my sandwich I'm hungry <laughs> I'll put salt on when I get home so yeah fucking Subway you, you've got some tasty stuff in there but you also <laughs> but I just blow want ass. more salt it's just, this is not the first time it's happened it's not the first time and I doubt it'll be the last because the first like this has happened on two separate occasions with two separate people so someone higher up is going every like 15 subs just don't use the salt grinder don't <laughs> rotate the barrel just dust it a little bit with what's left uh, what's hanging so loosely out of the barrel alright so yeah that's gonna be our podcast for this fucking this week so, both some very lengthy us, ones people and listening to us complain about video games yes for a whole two hours it's four and a half actually oh shit it's a whole <laughs> four and a half hours fuck yeah fucking blame the game awards not us the we're just awards. providing content exactly alright we'll catch you guys next week see ya see ya is that lube <laughs> no <laughs> and cut where the fuck did that come from cocoa butter formula Daily skin fairy softens, soothes, relieves rough, dry skin. That's that's essentially loop. <laughs> <laughs>